This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone. I want to take a quick minute and tell you about an amazing app I've been using for a while now, GetUpside. Do you ever fill up at a gas station and a few minutes later pass another station that's a few cents cheaper per gallon? It is the worst, right? Those days are over with GetUpside. With GetUpside, you not only get to see what the price per gallon is around you, you save even more money per gallon by using the app. It's as simple as opening the app, clicking on the gas station where you're filling up, and then filling up. You can get up to 40 cents per gallon back. And you can use that money on gift cards, transfer it to a PayPal account, even get an old-fashioned check in the mail, if that's what you're into. I, I personally earned over $50 back using the app just in the last few months, and I only fill up like once every couple of weeks. It's so simple, why not use GetUpside when filling up? Use promo code C38EU to sign up and get an additional 15 cents back per gallon on your first purchase. That's promo code C38EU. Get Upside and get paid. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we're going to talk about free agency and who the Panthers should go after, maybe some of their own people they need to go after, um, some of the bigger names in free agency where we think they might go. But we're going to start off talking about probably the thing that you're most sick of hearing about, I know I am, the coronavirus. Yep. And it's basically shutting down the entire world. Yeah. Definitely the sports world. Yeah. The NCAA tournaments have been canceled. Yep, as of today. Thursday. Uh, yeah, sorry. Thursday. The, today, Thursday. The NFL has canceled its annual meeting, uh, which is held in Palm Beach, uh, March 29th through April 1st. Uh, the next meeting is scheduled to uh, May 19th through the 20th. So we'll see if that goes through. Uh, the NBA uh, is suspending their season altogether. Yep. And that was yep. Wednesday night. They just kind of, eh, nope, no more. Yep. They have a couple players that have been diagnosed with it. Yep. Yes, uh, weird, like, fans were in games getting ready to start the tip-off, and they just said, no, we're yep. not playing them. I heard some some players were actually revolting, saying, "No, I'm not going out there. This this is yeah. too much. There's already been a case now." And yep. Well, I mean, I don't blame them. Uh, the NHL today suspended their season. Yeah. Uh, for for at least a couple of weeks. Um, Disneyland got closed down. I mean, every it's happening every to every piece of society. It seems like. Um, you know, who knows what tomorrow will bring because today and yesterday have just been full of, you know, oh, adverse reactions to the coronavirus. Yeah, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Yeah, man. Tom Hanks and his wife, uh, both both diagnosing in Australia. You know, so I, I mean, it, it's hitting everybody, every everybody and everything. Doesn't matter how much money you have, we're all susceptible. Yep, 
wash your hands, stay safe, try not to go out in large crowds. It's it's here in North Carolina. Uh, I believe two people in Mecklenburg were diagnosed today, and yep. one in Cabarrus County. So, and, yep, and you got to think spreading. these are people that are getting diagnosed. A lot of people do not are not getting tested because we weren't prepared. There's not enough tests out there right now. So there could be quite more, uh, quite a lot of people that have it just aren't getting tested for it right now. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the guidelines for even qualifying to get tested are very high. I mean, you have to have been around someone that has it and you, and you have to be showing symptoms. So, and the fact that there just aren't enough tests around, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this is, you know, everybody's been saying it, but it is true. This is going to get probably much worse before it starts to get better. Yeah. But, you know, we will continue to podcast at least. I mean, that's <laughs> something we can do safely from the comforts of our own home. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, it should be mentioned that, um, you know, you mentioned that the meetings, NFL meetings were canceled. As of right now, the start of the league year is supposedly going to go on as normal, which yeah. officially starts March 18th. Uh, the legal tampering period starts March 16th, which is when teams can start talking to players officially. Not that they mm-hmm. haven't already been talking to players, I'm sure. But uh, as of right now, that's going on as scheduled. Would it surprise me if in the next couple of days they postpone it for two weeks or maybe even until May, until those meetings? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, because how are the, some of these free agents going to make these trips to you know, the different cities to see if they get along with the coaching staff. I, I know they could do it remotely like we're doing this podcast, but, yeah. you know, and then they're already talking about the draft. They're probably not going to have fans, and who knows if they'll even have players there or if it's all going to be remotely drafting players. Yeah, well, it could be like it used to be, you know. I mean, before the draft became a giant TV spectacle, they used to do it in hotel room or, you know, in a hotel lobby, and players – you know, not a lot of players would ever show up. So we could go back to something like that. Not, I don't think they'll cancel the draft or postpone the draft because realistically you can do the draft without fans. You can do the draft without players. You can do the draft without TV. Yeah. I mean, but would the NFL be willing to take that hit financially to do it or just well, I mean, wh- postpone it a little bit? What's the other option? Really? <laughs> I mean, you're postponing the draft. Then, you know, all these rookies are not getting paid. All the they're not getting in with their teams, learning the playbooks. I mean, is it and and when do you postpone it to? I mean, yeah. do you postpone it for a month and then all of a sudden it's still a problem? I, I and I just thought about this off the top of my head. The CBA, CBA hasn't been ratified, and if what if the players say no to the current format, they're going to have to go into negotiating. Are are the top players and top NFL execs going to get into a room? Well, I mean, so the NFL has said that they will not negotiate with the CBA anymore. So there's this is still the final year of the current CBA. So there, there are still rules in place. You know, if the players vote no on this CBA, then it's not really going to do anything other than just force the negotiations to pick back up after the season, which is what the owners have said they're going to do. Um, so I mean, as far as the CBA goes, I mean, we could talk about that for a minute too, because Russell O'Kung, new Panthers left tackle is suing the NFL PA for negotiating in bad faith, which 
if he decides to do so, he could ask a court for a, um, I don't know what the word is, but basically he could force um, a non-vote right now. Like he could postpone the vote indefinitely, which would basically take the whole deal off the table um, until they litigate whether or not the NFLPA is negotiated in good faith or not, uh, which could take years, you know. So that's that's kind of out there. I mean, um, there's a lot of different ways that this could this whole CBA thing could play out. So and Okung is just kind of being a thorn in the side of the PA and the NFL right now. Well, he was actually up for like the NFL PA president or I, I don't remember the exact yeah, position. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And then he stepped, he took his name out of the hat and then sued. So, uh, yeah. so I think he, he realized that he didn't have the support um, to actually get the result. Even the guy that he endorsed didn't, didn't win. So I don't remember the guy that did win, but uh, it wasn't the guy that Okung endorsed. So, you know, interesting times going on in the sports world. Interesting times going on in the real world. Um, but I don't Steven, know, man. Do, do you want to talk about something a little bit more fun than, you know, all these negatives? Sure. Yeah, let's let's go ahead. <laughs> I feel like we're going down a <laughs> rabbit hole of sadness to start the show. We're talking possible Panther free agents that we could bring in. I was talking about not on our team. It sounds like you may have had a couple guys that we're on our team. Yeah, I'm just going free agents in general. So oh. there's a couple of our own free agents that I think uh, we should bring back. So th- I did include a couple of those. Yeah. And my list is completely ca- dreaming, if I could say so. Does that make sense? So I went realistic. I Guys that I think realistic. that we could afford, number one. And that we ha- would have a realistic chance of getting. Okay. There's a couple <laughs> that I don't think we have a chance of getting financially. But I was thinking just they would be an interesting fit here. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you never know. If we we cut Cam or trade Cam, that yeah, frees up another $20 million in salary cap, then we can afford pretty much anybody. So, yeah. And we're also predicting us trying to win. We're not trying to tank. Let's go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because... Trying to predict the Panthers' free agency for real is kind of a really difficult thing because we don't really know what the situation is going to be. No. So yeah, we are gonna we're gonna predict this as if the Panthers are trying to improve their team for a winning season. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. Um, well, why don't you go ahead and go first? Who's your first free agent you think we should go after? I'm going to throw this name out there because everybody else is throwing the name out there. Robbie Anderson. He's familiar with Matt Rule. uh, With everybody leaving in free agency, we have a spot open at wide receiver. I still like Curtis Samuel a lot, but adding another veteran in here that we know can play, those top three guys of DJ Moore, Anderson, and Curtis Samuel, I think would would be a threat to most defenses. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Robbie Anderson, you're right. That name has been out there for a while. Um, he has the connection to Matt Rule, as you said. Uh, we, I, you know, my personal opinion, and I've said it a lot, is that we need another wide receiver. Maybe, and and is Robbie Anderson a number one guy? Not really, but DJ Moore is, and yeah. well, at least we think he is. So putting Robbie Anderson on the other side is an, an improvement over Curtis Samuel. 
And you could put Curtis Samuel maybe in his more natural slot position and really have an interesting looking team. Yeah. I mean, that's speed all over the field. Yeah. So. All right. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a realistic one, too, yeah. right? That, um, that although, was my uh, realistic one. I have some others that may not be. Okay. I mean, I will say that I have heard some people believe that he is going to get a ton of money that may be, like, number one money, even though he's not a number one guy. So I don't think I'd want to overpay for him. Um, but if we could get him at a realistic number, I'd be happy with that. All right. <clears throat> Mine is kind of a familiar name. Um, not was not officially a Panther, but we did sign him last year. Ah, Brashard Breeland. Brashard Breeland, uh, cornerback, a position of desperate need for this team. I thought a, about him. Yeah, he had a pretty good season last year. Um, and he had a very, very good Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Um, I think we could get him for a pretty good price and... Again, it's a position of severe need for us. He's a veteran guy, and uh, I'd love to see us go after him again. Yeah. I I wouldn't mind him. Not at all. Like you said, he played well. Uh, And I also, later on in my picks here, you'll soon see, I I thought the same way with cornerback. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I may have another cornerback as well, so go ahead (laughs) with your your next one. All right, this guy I don't think we can afford. Okay. I think it would be very interesting. Kyle Van Noy, linebacker from New England. Uh, he's a very athletic linebacker. Uh, plays that, you know, edge rusher slash run stuffer. And he's really, he's coming off six and a half sacks. I think he's going to probably take a little bit more money than we're willing to dole out or have. But from all the thing I've read about Phil Snow is he wants very athletic defensive players. And I think Kyle Van Noy could fit that and really bolster that, you know, hole that Luke gave. Then you have, you know, Kyle Van Noy, you got Shaq Thompson and Burns. (laughs) And I think that, that athleticism back there would be probably second to none in the league. Athletically wise. It would definitely make me feel, feel a little less awful about Luke Keekley leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that idea. Um, I still, I think I would prefer to draft Isaiah Simmons rather see, than actually see, going and out and getting that. a linebacker. But I don't think he's going to be there anymore. I think his scouting combine has shot him up boards, and I don't think he's yeah. falling to us anymore. You could be right. I actually saw a mock draft of today with him going third overall. Yep. So. Um, all right. So my next one here is, I think also realistic, although maybe a little out of our price range. Um, another position of need for us is nose tackle, right? Mm -hmm. We're losing a couple of huge guys. Um, there is a player on the Steelers right now, Javon Hargrave. He is uh, an, a really good nose tackle. Um, he's sort of like a <clears throat> K1 short. I think he'd play really well with K1 short, I'll say. Um, he may be a little expensive for us, uh, and mainly because he's a good player and he's young. 
I think he's like 26, maybe 27 uh, by the time the season starts. But it is a position of need for us, and it's a guy that I think would be a really good addition to the team. Yeah. Mainly because of who we're losing, right? We're losing McCoy. We're losing Don Terry Poe. I am not very familiar with him. I would actually have to look him up to give more of a thing. Uh, But a nose tackle would not be the worst idea, especially someone who could eat up some linemen to free up KK and whoever's rushing on the edge. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, you know, uh, this isn't a, a super exciting one, but I think it would no, be a really good addition to the team. Hey, we we lost a lot when we lost Star. Yeah. And there is a reason why KK's production has dropped off. Those guys are very important. Agreed. Um, my next guy uh, is Logan Ryan. He's kind of a cornerback uh, from Tennessee. He's a 29 years old. He's a veteran. The big thing they say about him is he has strong leadership skills. He's more of a slot or nickelback, but the strong leadership skills, I think we're definitely going to need in our secondary. Dante Jackson needs somebody around there to smack him around, especially if Trey Boston leaves. I know Eric Reed's a good leadership guy too, but he needs somebody back there to show him what's going on. And he plays well too, but he was targeted a lot. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Um, I've heard him like compared to the Honey Badger mm-hmm. in terms of just his impact on the field. So, uh, yeah, I like that one. Um, so my next one is, um, I think another position. I mean, there's so many positions of need on this team. <laughs> you and I are probably going to disagree on this one because I think you you believe the answer might already be on the team. Um, I don't think the answer is on the team. I don't know if this guy is the answer either, but I think he'd be a good stopgap. Uh, Eric Ebron, tight end. I get that. I think, I think he's going to be, uh, he may be a little overpriced because I don't think the tight end market is uh, is very stacked no. this year. So he's kind of maybe one of, if not the best option out there in free agency. I heard Austin um, Hooper is going to get a ton of money as he's the, that. I'm using quotation marks, premier tight end coming there you out. Go. So that's the, that tells you all you need to know right there. Yeah. Cause I don't think Austin Hooper is like anything super special. No. Um, but I do like Ebron. I think he's really um, athletic and has high potential that he's never really, you know, uh, realized. I like that. I like him. And I would like that signing, except I, again, think Ian Thomas has something Mm -hmm. that we can at least look at. But if the coaching staff doesn't like him, don't like the work he's putting in, then, yeah, I could easily see us going after someone like him. Yeah, and, you know, him or or even drafting a guy, you know, in the second or third round, I'd be okay with that, too. I just think we need to address the position. Okay. Um, I'm going back to the well, the same well of cornerback and going okay. Ronald Darby. So Ronald Darby, yep. So in 2015, he was runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year, uh, had a really good season, and then it seems like some injuries have kind of derailed him, and he just hasn't really gotten back on the boat. But he's only 26 years old. And I, this is the type of guy I would like us to bring in on a two-year deal, kind of see if he can really pan out. He played all right. But see if he can really take that next step to solid starter or you know elite corner like he sounded as he started his career. I love that idea. I mean, I think you could get him cheap 
And like you said, he uh, he had a torn ACL. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of looking at his uh, little blurb here right now. He had a torn ACL last season, and they think he might have come back too quickly. Mm-hmm. So that definitely could have affected his play last year because he wasn't great last year. No. Um, <clears throat> but if he has the instincts and he comes back fully healthy, then you'd be getting a steal with him. Yeah. I love that idea. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You cut him after a season. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be very good anyway next year. What? <laughs> All right. So my next one is, I think, uh, I'm going to the wide receiver well. Okay. Right? Uh, you, you took Robbie Anderson off the board. I'm going with a guy that there was some rumors about that we may trade for him last year. He played in Denver and then was traded. Oh, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Now, he is uh, similar in body type to the two guys we already have leading our receiver group. But he is a veteran. He has incredible hands. He's still very fast. He's a great route runner. And I think he would improve our team and teach, you know, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, how to be just yeah. solid, really good wide receivers. I think he'd be an excellent second wide receiver for us. Yeah, I would have no problem bringing in someone like that. I, I think this that receiver room probably needs a savvy veteran to kind of lead them. Yeah, I agree. Now, this next player is not technically a free agent yet, but from all indication, he's, he's about to get cut. Okay. Yeah. Andrew Norwell. Former Carolina Panther. I thought about him. Went down to Jacksonville on a huge contract and then hasn't played that well, but nobody in Jacksonville has played that well except for a couple stud defensive players that they trade away. So I thought, bring him back. Marty Hurry got him here as an undrafted rookie free agent and turned him into a very high-paid guard. And once he failed there, we could probably get him fairly cheap. We need some guard depth here. Yeah, he he knows it. the area. He knows the you know franchise. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has some experience playing with a couple of the guys still on the team. <laughs> you know, he has experience playing with Cam. Yeah. If Cam stays. Um, no, I'd really like that. If we could, especially if we could get him for a steal. I mean, I don't blame him at all for taking the money oh, when he, you know, he had it available to him. Hey. I don't blame uh, any of these guys for taking money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shoot for the moon a little bit on this next one. And I think that this one could be pretty... <sighs> this one's going to be controversial. I'll say that. Okay. <clears throat> I love Cam. Oh, no. Okay. But I in see this, the hate in mail this... flying into our inbox now. <laughs> Let me just say, I hope Cam is healthy and stays on the roster. I'm making this pick on the chance that he is not healthy. Okay. Okay. So this pick only applies if Cam is not healthy and we need a a starting quarterback. Okay. Okay. I just want to make that clear because I want Cam on the team. All hate mail goes to Steven. (laughs) Um, Teddy Bridgewater. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he played very well in spot duty uh, of like five starts this year with the Saints. He got better with every start. Um, he had a pretty good 
career with Minnesota before he got hurt. It seemed like he was improving. Um, a guy that kind of got dropped a bit in the draft just because of, I think, a poor pro day. Um, but he, I think, has turned out to be a very good quarterback. Now, I don't want to sign Teddy Bridgewater as our quarterback of the future. But if Cam is not going to play, then I'd like Teddy Bridgewater to be like our quarterback of the next couple of years. And then perhaps next year we make that move for the number one spot and grab Lawrence, you know. But I think as a stopgap quarterback, uh, he's the guy that I don't think is going to make like $25 million a year, although he might. Uh, and if that's the case, I don't want him. But if we could get him for 20 you know, why not? I like Teddy Bridgewater. I really like that idea. If Cam is not here, I think Teddy Bridgewater has been cursed in the NFL. Yeah. You mentioned his draft sliding. Yeah, I mm. believe it was small hands. Uh, he wears gloves. People didn't like that. Mm. He starts off in Minnesota. He has a good couple years. They were expecting him to take the big leap, and then that's when his knee injury, and people were talking he may not never walk again, and then yeah. now he's playing. So they released him after that injury. So he's a free agent. He looks around the league and he goes, oh, the Jets need a new starting quarterback. Let me go there. I can go, you know, be the guy in New York. Got bad advice because the Jets were picking top of the draft, one of the top picks, and draft Sam Darnold. So now he, Sam Darnold's obviously going to be the heir apparent. Poor Teddy Bridgewater just signed a three-year deal with them. Now he's going to be relegated to a backup. So instead, they trade him to New Orleans. I mean, first of all, round pick, right? Yeah, it was something small. Yeah. And obviously, you're not going to unseat Drew Brees. Drew Brees has that starting job until Drew Brees no longer wants that starting job. So yeah, now is he's almost thirty and is probably going to get another chance here. And I I like him. I think he's a good quarterback. He's not going to be the elite top 10 quarterback, but I think he's a very efficient, good, smart, headstrong guy who can, you know, lead a good team. I I think that he could lead a team to the Super Bowl with pieces around him. Yeah, I I think he's very accurate, Mm -hmm. right? He doesn't take a ton of chances, so he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. Um, I think for this team, he's actually a pretty good fit because we got a lot of fast guys running a lot of short routes, right? Um, <clears throat> he's well, got a little bit of athleticism to him. We don't know this year if they're going to Well, that's true. But, I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, DJ Moore and Curtis Sam. Well, that's true. You're, you know, you're right because the whole offense could change with Matt Rule coming in and uh, Joe Brady. So, um, okay. So, who's your next one? Well, that was Andrew Norwell was my last, the fifth one, because we said we had to do okay. five. But I have a yep. bonus one just for you. Oh, it better not be a kicker. It is not a kicker. Okay. Joey but Sly, I'm going back to the Panther well again. Oh. Devin Funches. <laughs> oh, are you going to do my idea? We are going to do your idea. Devin Funches kind of struggled in Indianapolis. And this is, of course, if nobody goes and signs him. Bring yeah. him in, have him put on some muscle, and throw him in as tight end and see what we can do with them there. Yes. I think he'd be so good at tight end. Yeah. He's got the perfect body for it. Well, he's, he's huge. Well, coming out of Michigan, they thought he was going to be a tight end. So well, I he think, played, Yeah, he played a little tight end in so Michigan. So I think that's not the worst idea. 
And then you go ahead, because he's transitioning to a slightly new role. You have Ian Thomas, him, and probably Chris Manhurts. And then, you know, our tight end room. We'll see what yeah. we have. I mean, I'd rather do that than get Eric Ebron, honestly, because I I think we could get Funches a lot cheaper than Eric Ebron. And I honestly think the Funches would be a very good tight end. Um, I don't think he's a very good wide receiver. His hands but Funches was hurt. Yeah, he got hurt last year. He was out for the whole year, so you know you're assuming that he comes back healthy at least. Yeah. Um, and you're also assuming he wants to come back to Carolina, which he may not. I don't know that he had the best experience here that last year, just based on watching All or Nothing. <laughs> like yeah, he, true. You know, he didn't seem to be super excited. So I have a few more. Um, just uh, I, and I kind of saved the. The um, homegrown guys, the the current Panthers, for this portion, um, I think Greg Van Roten is a good guy to resign. Yeah, and, uh, I think Trey Boston is a good guy to resign. We kind of mentioned that last week. Yeah, that's right? why I didn't add them. Uh, Greg Van yeah. Roten, uh, Trey Boston, love for Bradbury to come back, but it doesn't sound like he is. Yeah, uh, Ross Cockrell, I think, would be a really good resign. Um. So yeah, I love those guys to come back. And then there's one more that I have. Um, I don't know if this is my fifth one or my sixth one, but um, it is a corner. You know, we kind of I kind of talked to you earlier that I had a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli Apple. I thought he played really well for the Saints last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sort of resurrected his career. Honestly, um, he is 24 years old. I think he's younger than Bradbury or the same age at least. And I think he's got a lot of skills. Like he's a little bit of a head case, but if they can bring him in and sort of get him on brand and on focus here, I think he could be a really good player. And I think we could get him for not elite cornerback money like Bradbury's going to get. You know, maybe we could get him for half. Yeah, coming out of college, Eli Apple was was the next stud corner and he just never never panned out. I don't know whether it was the head case, just not grasping it. Yeah. Uh, he played well in New Orleans. I think uh, he played really well in New Orleans. I, I remember the games we played against them. He was making plays all over the field. So, I mean, maybe a new scenario, maybe a coaching staff that can maybe have him comprehend. Yeah. You know? I, and you're right. He is only 24 years old. Yeah. So. Um. So, yeah, I think uh, that probably will wrap up our free agent bonanza and unless there's anybody else you want to discuss uh yeah that's at it. least for the panthers yeah did you want to talk about some of the top names and oh, where yeah. we think they're going to end up this is the fun part the whole <clears throat> yeah. guessing we're and if we're wrong oh well everybody else in the <laughs> media is wrong most of the time right yeah um so i think we're, we're and let's go by um I think both of us are probably going by the NFL.com top oh, one I did one not, list. I didn't do that. I just grabbed some top name guys and kind of okay. went with that. I went with quarterbacks mostly at the beginning just because they're fun to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sort of looking at the one on one list, so I'll. Um, that's kind of where I. You want to start with? Uh, are we just assuming Dak Prescott stays in Dallas? I wrote it down, but yes, that's exactly. Okay. Dallas is going to overpay him. They're going to pay him probably most quarterback money of all time. Yeah. And 
I, my personal belief is he's not worth all that much money, but hey, you know, if it hamstrings uh, Dallas for many years to come, I won't complain. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think he as a player, like if he was playing in Arizona or something, would be worth nearly the money he's going to get. Um, but I do think as the Cowboys quarterback, there's a premium there. And if he is serviceable or better than serviceable, which I believe he is better than serviceable, um, he's going to make an S ton of money. And that I, looks like that's what's going to happen. I think he has them over the barrel because they yeah. have another two, three years of a Super Bowl window. Yeah. And if he leaves, they're going to have to find another quarterback. So unless they go and grab Tom Brady or Drew Brees or one of these like top-tier quarterbacks that only have two, three years left in them, he needs, you know, they need to go grab him, pay him a lot of money. So Dak Prescott, Dallas, we're both agreeing on that. Okay. Um, who's your next? I have Tom Brady just because he's the biggest name. That's, yeah. And that's an interesting one, right? Bra- um, Brady has come out and said that he wants, you know, a say in the roster and he wants a say in the play calling. And I don't think he's going to get that in New England. I think he's actually gone from New England because of this. Well, let me go ahead and get mine out of the way then because I think he's going to go back to the Patriots. Okay. So I'll be the boring one and say he's going to go back to the Patriots. Where do you think he's going to go? Okay, at the beginning of free agency, I would have agreed with you. But now, since he's kind of said that, he's been dancing around. And I'm I'm predicting Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Raiders move on from Derek Carr. I think... Gruden is a very smart and arrogant person, but I think he also thinks he could coexist with the best quarterback of all time. And Gruden's past, he loves a veteran quarterback. Rich Gannon took him to the Super Bowl with the Raiders, and you know that guy was not much before him, but I could see Tom, him looking at Tom Brady, looking at his 10-year contract, and be like, I can give this a two-year chance. And doing it. I mean, I could see it. That's that's definitely a team that's out there kind of in the rumor mill. Um, we, You're right. We know that Gruden always wants to change quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, And who, who better than the best of all time, especially in your first year in a new city? Um, I've also heard the Bucks as a possibility for him, mm-hmm. the Colts as a possibility for him. So, you know, I, I still think that it's all just a negotiating ploy, what, he, what he's saying, what the Patriots are saying. I think they'll end up coming back around and, and find each other in the end um let's talk about philip rivers okay i'm sure i'm sure he's on your list yep he's um, the next person on my list this guy is is one that will definitely not be going back to his former team nope the chargers have made that very clear so philip rivers um there's some teams he's been linked to and i think he will end up with one of those teams uh i think it's gonna be the buccaneers Ha! I did not see that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, He moved to Florida. Mm -hmm. I think he lives fairly close to Tampa. His family is a huge, important part of his life. I mean, he was driving back and forth from L.A. to San Diego. Daily. Or right outside of San Diego where he was living just because he wanted to be with his family, you know, in in the evenings. So I think people saying that he might go to the Colts or some of these other teams... I just think that he's going to, if the Bucks want him, uh, that's going to be his first choice just because of proximity to his family. I did and not... he has excellent uh, weapons there. 
I mean, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you can't ask for a better couple of wide receivers. Uh, first of all, I did not think about the family thing. That's a very smart thought process, not paying that state income tax down there. Yeah. Man, you you may have sold me on Tampa. I went Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, just the connections with Frank Reich. Uh, good roster, has some capability. Um, they, they have, you know, one or two players away from a possible Super Bowl run. That's the only thing I don't see in Tampa that Indianapolis has for them. Uh, the O-line is a lot better than what he had in L.A., and that was, I think, part of the huge problem in L.A. last year. No, I agree with that, and I think the the Colts are probably the second choice, especially if the Bucks aren't interested or if they're going to stick with Jameis or whatever. Or you got to think money, too, because I know Indianapolis yeah. has a ton of cap space that they could throw yeah. at them. Indianapolis, I'm so jealous of them because they have a— Kind of a Super Bowl, almost Super Bowl ready roster if they get the quarterback right. And they're and, and they're, they have like eighty two million dollars in cap space. They or had something. a star quarterback literally yeah. just give up right at the not give up, sorry, retire right at the beginning yeah. of the season. I yeah. understand why Andrew Luck retired. He's you know banged up and everything else. I don't want to make that bet. Yeah. yeah, but they're still they were still <clears throat> decent last year. That's the thing. I think and. I kind of feel the same way about the Bucks, honestly. I think that with a, a solid quarterback who can put up the same, you know, maybe not 5,000 yards, you know, that Jameis put up, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could throw 30 touchdowns and 15 interceptions instead of 30 interceptions, you know, and that changes three or four games for the Bucks, And they are in the playoffs, and they're a team to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. They Their defense was way better last year than it has been in the past under Todd Bowles. And I just think, I feel like that team is, they're close. I think they're really close. Okay. Now, let's move on. Uh, This guy has already been brought up on this show once already today. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. Where do you think he's going? So, I mean, gun to my head, I don't think he's coming to the Panthers. Okay. Um. I actually had him in, at, at, in the Colts because I've got I've got Rivers going to the Bucks. I have Teddy going to the Colts. Okay, I can see that. And for the same reasons that we've already talked about, I have him going to the New England Patriots. Wow, I think him and Jason Stidham will compete for the starting job next year in Bill Belichick's offense. That's what I see. I would say no to that because I think Belichick is such an egomaniac that he's going to ensure that Stidham is the guy just because he drafted him, he's grooming him, that's going to be his next guy. And Stidham has looked good in every opportunity yeah. he's had. So uh, that's that would be an interesting one. All right. Uh, For sure. Do we have any more quarterbacks left? Uh, there's a well, couple. There's one. Uh, there's one there's one interesting one Tannehill. i think he's going back to tennessee i think tennessee had that great year they're gonna go ahead and just sign him i didn't even put him on my list because i thought he was going back to tennessee yeah i agree i think he's going back to tennessee <laughs> too but i could see him going to i actually could see him going to the patriots no like if if they decide that um Sidham is not the guy i feel like Tannehill might be a good patriot you were just saying that he didn't belichick wouldn't bring in a guy I'm well. I'm saying that if I, I agree that I think he's going to go back to the Titans, 
But if Belichick says that Stidham is not the guy, I could see Tannehill there more than I could see Bridgewater there. That's, okay. I guess that's what I mean. Um, I can also see Tannehill here. I can see Tannehill with the Panthers. He's uh, a very athletic guy like Cam. Yeah, he played wide receiver actually, in college. Yeah, he actually runs a lot. Um, I feel like he's going to have a big... He had such a good season last year that it almost feels like, is that the guy he is or was that an outlier? You know, so I think if he goes back to the Titans, it could be on the franchise tag just to to make sure that he is the guy. Uh, and I think it makes a lot of sense for the Titans. Okay. Uh, so moving off quarterbacks. Okay. Yannick Ngakwe. By the way, uh, I think I finally he, said his name right. Was he uh Jesus Jaguars, right? He's currently in yeah, Quay, an edge yeah. rusher with the Jaguars. Man, it's so hard to say that because he I mean, everybody needs edge rushers, it mm-hmm. seems like. Um, I'd love to see him here. We could definitely use an edge rusher. Um I we can't afford him. No. Probably. Seahawks. You're going Seahawks? Yeah. I'm going Seahawks. I went Philadelphia Eagles. Phillies have $40 million left in cap space. They need some pass rush help. I think they still see themselves as Super Bowl contenders for the next three years, and they're going to try to keep pushing for it. Yeah. I think the Seahawks had a pretty poor defensive line last Mm -hmm. year. They did not get a lot of sacks. Uh, And this guy is he's kind of a sack machine over the last four seasons, averaging almost 10 a season. So, um, again, I'd love to see him here. I just feel like, you know, guys that I really want will go to the Seahawks. <laughs> That's just the way I feel. I sort of, sort of feel like that. All right. <clears throat> Emmanuel All right. Sanders, wide receiver. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking Panthers. I really think that he might come here. Okay. I think it's a good fit. <laughs> I think you've said Panthers on like four guys. <laughs> well, these are all the top guys. Like I'd love. In fact, I think I only said, I only said Panthers seriously for this guy. Okay. Like this is my prediction is the Panthers. <laughs> I went Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Hey need- Jerry, this is a Panthers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I oh, went Arizona sorry. Cardinals. Cardinals need some pass catchers for that spread offense. Larry Fitzgerald. Need some help out there, and I th- I think Emmanuel Sanders could offer some reprieve. Then they'll probably draft another guy, and Christian Kirk will you know hopefully blossom for them. Okay. Um, how about Amari Cooper? Huh. He was next on my list. Yeah. I have the Jets. The Jets are gonna overspend for him because the Jets want to get Darnold a number one <clears throat> on the outside. Even if Robbie Anderson is re-signed, I could see them still signing Cooper and trying to pair them, Robbie Anderson and Cooper, and I think it's going to backfire. I don't... I think Cooper's good, but I also think Cooper needs either a scheme or something else to help him out because watching him in Oakland, it was so hit and miss. I just... I don't understand Cooper. I, um... So I have sort of two... That I think one of them is kind of a fun one and the other is my real one. So my fun one is Las Vegas. 
I don't see because that happening. Honestly, he's what like they need a number one wide receiver. <laughs> like, and how cool would that be that they basically fleece the Cowboys out of first round picks <laughs> and then they just bring him right back? I mean, I would kind of love that. I personally screw, would screw too. the Cowboys. Um, but my real one is the Colts. Uh, mm. You know, they brought in uh, Funches last year at thirteen million dollars. So I mean, they're obviously pretty desperate to get you know, a one B that, you know, they have uh, Hilton on one side, adding Amari Cooper would make that one of the most dangerous wide receiver tandems in the NFL. Yep. And they've got the money to do it. And I think Amari Cooper is going to chase the money. He just seems like that kind of guy for me. Oh, I agree. Um, I, I, that's a good one. This is the last person I have on the NFL list. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that's an interesting one, too. Um, who do you have? I did a little research on this one, kind of see. I went Houston Texans. Because uh, okay. Carlos Hyde's going to be gone. The Texans are still in a win-now mode, but they don't really have much in the draft as they got rid of most of it trying to get Laramie Tunsil and uh-huh. Kenny Stills. So I think they go try to make Melvin Gordon their guy. Pair him with Deshaun Watson and have an explosive offense there. I just don't know if Melvin Gordon is going to be that in demand. Hmm? Um, so I really don't know. I mean, I could see him being another one of those guys that just goes to wherever the best offer is. Um, so I mean, I could see, I could see the Titans. I could see the Dolphins. I could see. Um, the Bears, you know, mm-hmm. these teams that kind of are needy at running back. Um, so, yeah, I, I really don't have a strong feeling. <clears throat> really don't have a strong feeling about him. I do have one more that okay. I'd like for us to discuss. Uh, James Bradbury. Is this a question? Corner, cornerback. Uh, I would love to say Carolina, Panthers. but I don't think he's going to come back to Carolina. I think he's going to be reunited with Rivera up in Washington. I think that is probably true. Um how much money do you think he's going to get? Just do you think he's going to get the 15 he wants? Yes. Really? Yep. So Washington just got rid of a guy that they some could say overpaid in Josh Norman. He wasn't Norman getting close to 20 though at one? No. I think he was getting right around 15. Hmm. Um, I think he's, I think it was like five years, 75 million or something. Right. That's, I, I, that for some reason that sticks in my brain. I, I could see him getting like a four year deal for 15 million a year. <sighs> like a my f- own, that my only, and I know it's a different regime there now, but you get you bring in one Carolina quarterback for 15 or a cornerback for 15 million a year, get rid of him and bring in another Carolina cornerback for 15 million a year. I mean, I don't know. It just seems. Uh, I agree. Too, too, I, yeah, I, I mean, it is Rivera, and he knows Bradbury, and he and, and Bradbury is only twenty six years old. When yeah, and Bradbury when Washington him. signed him, he was uh, Norman was already twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah. So yeah. if you sign well, him for a four year deal, I mean, by the time that deal's up, he's thirty. Yeah, I don't really have any other uh, potential places for Bradbury other than here. 
Um, I still think there's an outside chance that he stays if he doesn't find the money that he's looking for out there. But like you said, he's 26. He's probably the top corner, you know, on the mm-hmm. list. Um, so he'll probably get at least 14 million a year, which will be more than we're going to pay him. So, all right. Um, anybody else that's interesting? I mean, any Panthers that you want to discuss? No, I think we discussed all the Panthers last week. Yeah. So, um, you want- AJ Green is it maybe uninteresting, or you think he goes back to the Bengals? AJ Green. I could definitely see him leaving Cincinnati. Maybe heading up to maybe like a Baltimore or Buffalo. Yeah. Um. I think he probably just goes back to the Bengals. I, I, I don't. Why would you want to go back to that franchise? I think they tag him. Yeah, yeah. They, they franchise. If him. I was AJ Green at his <clears throat> age, getting franchise tagged for that twenty something million, I would be happy. I'd be like, yeah. yes, sign me up for that. <laughs> Um, another guy that I considered putting on my list was Chris Harris Jr., the mm-hmm. Denver corner. Um, I thought he'd be a really good fit for the Panthers. Uh, I think he's one of the probably top three free agent corners. So I wouldn't mind bringing him in. Uh, I'm just kind of going through the 101 list here just to see if there's anybody else that kind of jumps out at me. But uh, Hunter Henry, tight end, is a free agent. Um, he's hurt a lot, but... He'd be a decent fit for the Panthers. Uh, here, let's do one more. One more kind of interesting one. This is a guy that also has sort of been rumored to maybe go to the Patriots. Okay. Marcus Mariota. Where do you think he goes? Obviously, he's not going back to his current team. He'll want to compete, but I don't think anybody's going to give him a really good chance to compete for the starting job. Um, Tyrod Taylor's at with the Chargers. Uh, give me a second. I'm I'm thinking here. <laughs> well, the tar- Chargers are also probably drafting a quarterback. Well, yeah, that's but Tyrod's yeah. there too. So I'm I'm thinking of a team that may need. I I just came up with this off the top of my head. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, if you're just looking straight back up, I think what um, the, what they can do. I don't know Big Ben's contract situation, but you tell him come in. You know, maybe you could be the heir apparent to Big Ben, learn behind him, because yeah. obviously, uh, quarterback situation was an issue last year when he went down. So I could see Absolutely. them wanting to get yep. another guy that has starting, you know, ability, and you know, bring something different to the to the table with his running ability. And then if big Ben goes down again, maybe they still make the playoffs. Yeah. I actually, I hadn't really even thought about the Steelers at all in terms of quarterback destinations, but that is a good one. Um, I think I could see Mariota maybe going to the Raiders. Um, The Patriots of course has been rumored if they get rid of Brady, you know, he could go there to compete. Um, the Colts also has been rumored as a potential destination. Pretty much any of these any of these teams that are like good teams that might need a quarterback, Marcus Mariota has been rumored. Yeah. So um okay. 
Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, nobody else really that I want to talk about. Me either. Um, we don't have much more time, but do you want to touch on the Unmasked episode two that was released on Wednesday night? Yeah, I have some thoughts about it. Okay. I didn't love it. Yeah. I thought it was a little boring. It wasn't nearly as entertaining as the first one, but I think the first one had so many crazy live things. Luke Keekley retiring, Matt Rule being hired, Joe Brady yeah. being hired. It this was one was just, just the the combine, pretty much. Well, it's, it opens it. up with Chase Blackburn <laughs> talking to an assistant. That yeah, seemed- it opened up with, and this is another thing, it opened up with chase blackburn which is something i did not like <laughs> yeah and i'm glad they have an assistant that looks like he knows a lot more than chase blackburn yeah. yeah and he looks like they almost like he almost looked like he was deferring to mm-hmm. that you're Coach absolutely Ed. correct yeah and that may have been what it was when they brought him back they were like hey we're gonna get you a guy that we know from our staff that's gonna help you kind of become that special teams coordinator that we think you can really become because yeah. he supposedly I didn't realize rule coached him back when he was with the Giants. Of course he did. And when they said that, I was like, Oh, well that's why he's on the team. Yep. That's why he's remaining with the team because he freaking knew Matt rule. Um, I did kind of think it was interesting how coach rule was prepped with the cam questions before his thing and how he right. said he came out saying, well, before we get started, I want to talk about cam. Someone mentioned this in a Reddit chat saying that he's always very coach rule kind of rubs him the wrong way because everything he says is very calculated. And when he, I read that, I was like, I get that. He is very calculated in everything. It doesn't rub me the wrong way yet, but. Yeah, I mean, but again, he's a brand new head coach and he's learned under Tom Coughlin, who didn't say a ton and. You know, it's uh, that's not that doesn't bother me at all. But I did also, I, I agree. I thought it was interesting that he was sort of ready for the cam question, had his canned response, and just repeated it over and over again, basically. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I really was hoping to see was some Greg Olson talk. I would have loved to see them discussing how to, what to do with Greg Olson, whether to cut him or or what they were going to do. I absolutely agree with that because that was one of the big things when we said when it happened we were like oh yeah i can't wait to see this on on unmasked and nothing happened not even a mention not even a mention of oh we have to let him go and all like the news organization i felt like unmasked missed something there that's a good one that it didn't bring in my head but when you mentioned that yes yeah that's that's what i was really hoping to see um and then one more thing it seemed like marty herney didn't come off that great uh when they were at their dinner no. And the guy asked him to make a toast, and Marty Herney was basically like, no, <laughs> I'm making a I toast. I don't have a glass. I don't have a glass. Like, you can still stand glass. up and make a toast, you jerk. Yeah. Um, you- so, yeah, I, that was kind of, I was kind of like, why did they leave that in there? Because that's kind of like, he, he's sort of being portrayed as a jerk I, <laughs> in I, that. That kind of makes me wonder, is he kind of upset? Do you think he may be getting let go after the draft? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, you'd want to keep him for the draft because he's he's a pretty good drafter. And that was one thing that Tepper said was he has a great scouting mind. Well, not only that, you don't want to fire a guy right in December or January and then have him drafting in April because Marty Herding's been yeah. doing all this draft prep, you know, since last year. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I thought that was a little weird, yeah. you know. Uh, and maybe you're right. Maybe he sort of the writing's on the wall for him. Yeah. 
That's um. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yep. Uh, as always, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meow mix podcast or any hate mail for Stephen trying to get Cam out of here. <laughs> that is not what happened. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at meow mix podcast as well. And you know, we have a YouTube channel that just posts our show to if you ever want to follow us there, which we have had a few follows recently. So that would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll probably be back, uh, after maybe a week or so after free agency starts, just discussing, you know, who the Panthers have signed, where some of our free agents went, things like that. Um, unless, and then probably after that, the draft, unless we have a big name signing, which I don't foresee happening. Yeah. We could have a, we could have a break in emergency podcast if we sign Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Um, but until then, everyone, uh, keep safe, keep, uh, wash your hands. Keep hands out of your face and keep pounding.